0: The richer you get, the harder it is to manage your estate. There's lots of moving parts like portfolio diversity, tax mitigation, asset protection, and estate planning. That's why the ultra-wealthy use family offices, and that's where Valerity Wealth comes in for you. Run by a former sovereign wealth fund manager, Valerity Wealth brings institutional-level expertise to the high-paid professional. Let Valerity quarterback your finances. Book your free consultation at ValerityWealth.com. You are listening to The Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with The Wealth Formula Podcast. And today, I'd like to start out directing your attention to WealthFormula.com for the abundance of resources on that site. Man, lots of information that you could be learning from, including my free book, Seven Secrets of Eternal Wealth, which you can get as a PDF download for your reading pleasure simply by going to WealthFormula.com and downloading that book. Or you can also text me at 44222 and type Wealth Formula. Again, that's 44222. Wealth Formula, one word. Don't let the autocorrect screw you up there. As for today, I'm going to shift gears here and talk a little bit about last summer. So, you know, last summer I learned, I learned how to swim for the first time. It's hard to admit that I didn't really know how to swim, but I didn't. I could float. Sure, I could float for a long time, especially when you got a belly like mine. It's easy to float. But listen, I was an athletic kid, but somehow missed that window in my life when it was okay not to know how to swim. For example, when you're two or three years old, like, One of my daughters, it's, you know, it's par for the course, right? You're two years old. You're not expected to know how to swim. Now, my five-year-old, she's still quite not there. She's kind of getting borderline. We got to get her there quicker. Uh, My eight-year-old knows how to swim. You know, the problem is that when you're a teenager, it's sort of a little late, Right. Because by that time, it becomes embarrassing that you can't swim. You don't, you know, you kind of hide that. And after that, you know, it's really embarrassing to go to a swim class, especially when you have a huge anchoring ego like mine that's going to pull you down in the pool. So, anyway, the funny thing is that despite not being able to swim, I was really, and I'm not still afraid of the water. You might even say that in, in some respects, I had an irrational lack of fear when it came to water. You know, I went snorkeling all the time. You know, you put those flippers on me. I could cruise, right? You know, I love being in the ocean. Just- <laughs> You'd just think you'd think i i would be more worried about not really being able to swim but i wasn't talk about a sitting duck for an undercurrent waiting to happen right but that's uh, that's kind of what i was so you know now i'm 44 and this summer i was 43 years old and I'm, I'm sort of at that stage in my life where i'm trying to make up for some of the things that i didn't do when i was younger you know i'm trying to patch up some of those things to feel like i did that i you know i that wasn't something that i missed out on so last summer I decided that enough was enough. I needed to go and, uh, you know, get that swimming monkey off my back. I needed to once and for all learn how to swim. So, you know, I, I told my friend Zed Williamson about this. You know, Zed's been on the show a couple of times and he, luckily he sent me this video. It was very fortuitous. So he sent me this video of Tim Ferriss, who uh, he follows uh, his podcast, I listen to him once in a while. I, Tim, he's a, he's a smart guy and he was talking in this video about something called the total immersion technique. It was just created by a fellow by the name of Terry Laughlin, who's a legendary swim teacher. And Tim, you know, Tim Ferriss, he, just like me had struggled with swimming and i should say even struggled more cuz i i wasn't even trying to learn i mean he tried harder than me i mean he had multiple coaches he even hired olympians you know he's you got know, deep pockets and just did whatever he did and he just couldn't learn he failed miserably that is until he found terry and terry used this total immersion technique or ti and he taught tim to swim. And it sounds like he was actually, you know, a tougher case than me. So it became clear to me that I, I needed to teach, you know, I needed Terry to teach me how to swim, you know. So I, I headed out to upstate New York. It was last summer and I signed up for effectively sort of a two days of, of private. Lessons with Terry. And, you know, it ends up being, you know, it was only like really three sessions, you know, like three or four hours a piece. And remarkably, I mean, I, I didn't really think it was, you know, I didn't really have any high expectations of myself here, but just really just in like three half day sessions over two days, Terry Laughlin taught me how to swim. And the way he did it was absolutely masterful. I mean, he was like Mr. Miyagi training the karate kid. He had this pool. In his in his house, you know, one of those things that not not like a big pool, but it was like a pool that had a current sort of like so you could basically, you know, swim in place and the current would kind of keep going. Right. So you couldn't even really tell you were you were actually making any progress because you weren't moving. But then, you know, the second day he put me out in the pool outside and all of a sudden I'm moving. I had locomotion in the water and I never I never had it before. It was pretty remarkable. I felt again like he was Mr. Miyagi. And I was a karate kid. You know, Terry was a master at dissecting out the intricacies of swimming. And he did that by, you know, really dissecting it out to its basic components. And that's what it made. That's what made it possible for him to teach what was effectively his art to even the toughest cases, namely, I guess, Tim Ferriss and me for example. So, you know what I was when, you know, after I was done with that second session, I was super excited because believe me, I could, you know, now I could swim, but it wasn't like, you know, it was not like I was an Olympian by any means. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, you know, I could just move around and I I felt like, you know, I could swim. I wanted, but I want to get better and I want to learn different strokes. I wanted to lose, I want to learn more. So I asked Terry if he knew a coach in Santa Barbara, because I knew I'd be moving there so that he could continue or that, you know, that, that someone who could continue help me develop my skills. And as it turned out, totally coincidentally, he was planning to spend the winter this year in Santa Barbara, which was, which was awesome for me. Cause here I am now. I'm planning this whole thing out. He was planning to come out in November and I, I couldn't wait to work with him. And really I had these plans of having my daughters were, you know, work with him to learn the total immersion technique. Anyway, super exciting. So last month, which was October, I emailed Terry to check out when he was coming to town. So unfortunately, there had been a change in plans. You know, he'd been fighting. I knew about this when I was there, but he'd been fighting an aggressive prostate cancer for some time and spread to his bone marrow, he told me. And my last correspondence with him was on October 9th. And he was still super optimistic at that time. But sadly, I learned from... Um, Tim Ferriss is, uh, you know, is from his emails that Terry passed away just 11 days after that last email that he'd sent me. Tim had recorded an interview uh, with him just two weeks before his passing, and right now it's the most current episode on on t- the Tim Ferriss podcast. So I encourage you to check it out. This is really, I mean, Terry Laughlin is really an amazing guy. I really feel lucky to have gotten to know him. I wish I could, you know, tell you more. I feel like there's just so much to say because we had a lot more than just swimming. We had a lot of great conversations. This was a a very enlightened gentleman, and you know, I think if you listen to Tim's podcast, you'll see that. So how does this all relate to what I am? Well, certainly one thing I just wanted to, I just wanted to recognize Terry Laughlin is a great master. But, you know, in some ways with this podcast and what I'm trying to do with money and investing, you know, I'm trying to take, I'm trying to emulate Terry in many ways. You know, I'm trying to make something that is seemingly complex, something that people fear like growing financial wealth, and I'm trying to master it. Now, I'm not the master of this, like Terry was the master of swimming. I'm heading in the right direction, and I'm way ahead of many people, uh, but I still have a great deal to learn. And I'm also along the way trying to do my best to teach you what I know because – Ultimately, uh, that's my mission. I mean, Terry's mission was to teach, teach people to swim and, and, and be a swim coach. So listen, I know there are a lot of highly educated people out there who haven't a clue about money and investing. But listen, just like me with swimming, feel, you know, stop feeling em- embarrassed about it. You know, just, just admit it to yourself. You know, ego is a terrible thing. Uh, you, you know, it can make you drown. And it can make you broke, and here's the good news: there's a lot more people in this country you know who are where where you are that are confused and don't know how to properly invest than there are people who don't know how to swim. I bet you more people I bet you more people can swim than can invest properly i really I'm quite sure of that so if you're one of those people who feels like they ought to know more than they should at this point in their life. You know, I've got great news. I mean, you don't need to get in a class with a bunch of youngsters like I would have, you know, like I avoided when it came to swimming. You don't have to admit your weaknesses to anyone. You can just listen to my podcast in the privacy of your car or home or wherever it is that you do. In fact, today's episode is about something very few people in the general public even know is possible. That is how to invest in real assets like real estate with your retirement account. When we come back, my guest is going to reveal how this can be done. We're going to discuss IRAs and self-directed IRAs and solo 401ks with Teresa Fetty, who is the founder and CEO of Provident Trust. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Today, my guest on Wealth Formula Podcast is Teresa Fetti. Now, she is one of the founders and chief executive officer of Provident Trust Group. Now, her unique managerial and entrepreneurial style has been recognized by Fortune magazine that honored her as one of the most powerful women entrepreneurs of 2012. She was also named as Entrepreneur of the Year by the renowned Las Vegas Chapter of Entrepreneurs Organization. She holds an LLM in taxation from the University of Missouri, Kansas City, and a JD master's degree in accounting and bachelor's degree in accounting, each from the University of Arkansas. She also sits on the board of directors for Venovate Holdings Inc. Welcome, Teresa.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So that's a that's quite a resume. You've been quite busy, <laughs> it sounds like and, and and you're a young woman. I just noticed you you know, just looking at your photo, and I'm 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 very impressed. I mean you've accomplished a lot. Good for you. But I want to talk to you about specifically today about some of the stuff that Provident Trust does with regard to self-directed IRAs and 401ks. You know, can you just kind of, in the context of, you know, your career, how did you get into this area?
1: So I was a tax attorney practicing. I think I was in my fifth or sixth year of practicing. And as a tax attorney, I had quite a few clients because I, I practiced mainly for the wealthier client base, you know, helping them to do estate planning and tax planning and self-directed IRAs were a very normal part of their tax planning. So that's how I got oriented to self-directed IRAs. And then I had a client group come in and talk about, they had Googled self-directed IRA expert. I'm not really sure how I came up <laughs> on that Google <laughs> wow, search because I was only you know, 26, 27 years old at the time.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, they came in and, and offered for us to become partners in a trust company and a failing trust company that specialized specifically in self-directed IRAs. It seemed like a good idea at the time. And so that's what we did. That's how we got started in 2008, you know, when everybody should be starting a business in 2008. <laughs> I'm just right. right, right <laughs> it's right. like one of those years, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's funny. I did the same thing. I started <laughs> I started a business right I finished training in 2008 and 2009. But, you know, I'll tell you, if you started a business at that time, you probably ended up doing pretty well if you survived. Right? Yes. Uh, I mean that's the thing is like there wasn't a lot of money, there wasn't a lot of credit, so that's that's the good thing about it. So let's talk a little bit more about self directed IRAs and four hundred one Ks on a very broad Perspective. I want to take a step back because, you know, a lot of listeners of Wealth Formula podcast are highly educated people, doctors, software engineers, et cetera. They don't have a lot of, of financial education necessarily. And sometimes we get to the point where it's like, wow, I'm super successful and I make a ton of money and it's too late for me to ask, what's the difference between an IRA and a 401k and what the heck are these things really? I just know that I'm putting money into them. So can you start with that basic 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 question.
1: Yeah, so a self-directed IRA is uh, it's no different than an IRA that you would hear normally, a traditional or a Roth IRA. So traditional IRAs are are where you put the money away and as it grows, you pay taxes when you draw it out. A Roth IRA, you pay taxes before it goes in and then it grows tax-free and so when the the money comes out it's also tax-free. But Roths have limits on on income limits that, you know, the based on how how much a married couple makes, you may not even be eligible for a Roth but that's how people like the Roths better because of the tax-free growth. So it looks just like a traditional and a Roth IRA that you would do traditional investments, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, except all self-directed means is that you can do, we call them alternatives, alternative investments. So things that your Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, Smith, Barney broker probably won't hold. So things like real estate, private equity, we have notes, promissory notes that we hold. So things like that, that your normal broker just wouldn't sell you because it's not part of the traditional markets. So that's all a self-directed IRA right. is, is, is an IRA that invests in alternative assets.
0: Right. Now, in in terms of just so we know, tell us a little bit about a solo 401k then and, and kind of how that works. It's basically the same concept. So solo 401k Is, you know, is this also for the self-employed person who basically, you know, why would they do a 401k as opposed to an IRA?
1: So, usually, if I, if we're making a recommendation to a client that a Solo K might fit them better, it's because usually they want to put away more money. And so, a 401k, you can just, your limits are higher. So, an IRA, you know, you're limited to $5,500 a year. In a Solo K, you can put away up to 25% of your income. So, it's just a lot more money. And so, clients often will will go toward the 401k. Now, all a solo 401k means is that you can't have any employees. You can have partners, but you can't have any employees. And so solo Ks are set up for people like we see a lot of attorneys, doctors, real estate people, those those kind of people who just don't have a lot of employees underneath them. They're the people who are geared towards solo Ks and they just choose the, you can self-direct a solo K. You can even self-direct a large 401k. Your employer, most people don't realize It's up to the employer to build that into the documents to allow for self-direction or an employer has something called an in-service distribution, which if a company has an in-service distribution amount, A employee can usually take up to 25% of their 401k monies and roll it into a self-directed IRA. So there's a lot of different ways that you can get into self-direction. It's not limited to IRAs. Most people think it is, but it's not. Solo case just allow for more money and you can self-direct large 401ks as well.
0: Now, is there some restrictions that solo four hundred one k's have that self directed IRAs do not in terms of no, investing?
1: No. So uh, under investments, they don't. Obviously, they're they're under ERISA laws, where IRAs are not under the ERISA laws. Most people, if they qualify for a solo k, they'll choose a solo k, and the reason is you can take loans from your solo k. You cannot take loans from any type of IRA. So there, there's a, a lot more flexibility inside a solo K. You can also do Roth contributions to a solo K and larger Roth contributions than you can do in an IRA. So a solo K sometimes can do Roth contributions up to $16,500, I believe was the last limit. I haven't looked up the limits in, a, in some time, but you could do much larger Roth contribution inside a solo K.
0: Right, right, right. So that basically works the same way as a Roth self-directed, with just higher limits, right? Effectively, yes. mm-hmm. right. So now, in 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 scenarios like this, you know, one thing that you said that was really interesting to me, Teresa, is that where you learned about this was, you know, ultimately working with a lot of high net worth individuals. So you see mm-hmm. this kind of thing. The reason I bring this up is because part of what we're what I'm trying to you know, give our listeners is some of those quote unquote secrets that mm-hmm. you know that the high net worth people have that isn't readily available to or isn't like common knowledge. I mean most people don't know you can self-direct the stuff. Why is that?
1: So, you know, I think about this as well. The reason right. I um I got involved in, in Providence so long ago and why I became a tax attorney I remember sitting at a table once with a very wealthy client and they were talking about some investments. My mom at the time had, you know, maybe like a hundred thousand or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a in a CD. And I just asked, you know, is this something that my mom could get involved in? And they asked about, you know, accredited investor and million dollars and all of yeah, this stuff. And yeah. the average person Honestly, doesn't have access to these types of investments. Yeah. Because you almost always, for an alternative, you have to be an accredited investor. And, but more and more people with their houses and et cetera can be accredited. And now, with all the crowdfunding rules and stuff, there's a lot more open access to investments than there were, you know, back in the day. But, I I was similar to you in that the only people who had access to advisors like me too were the ones who could pay for us. Yeah. Um and so, you know, the normal person isn't going to walk into a tax attorney's office and say, give me all your tax strategies. It's yeah. just not it's just not how their lives work. So, you know, we started doing Provident and part of our our goals or value statement, mission statement is to be able to bring at least alternatives and the self-directed world to to the regular person. And we provide, we we always say we provide access because it's really all Provident is as an administration company, we administer IRAs. We don't sell investments, but we provide clients the ability to self-direct yeah. and I just don't think that most people, unless you have an advisor who knows about these, and and I've sat next to extremely wealthy people. And when they ask what I do and I tell them there, I I get told all the time, I had no idea you could do that, even though self-directed have been around since the 1970s.
0: Well, I think part of that, and you you tell me what you think of this is that where do people most of the time open these things up, right? I mean, the first time I opened up an IRA and I didn't know you could self-direct and now I don't have one by the way, but when I did open one up, I I opened it up at a bank, right? Mm -hmm. So when you open it up at the bank, guess what? They also want to investor money for you. So they're not going to sit around and tell you, hey, do you want to self-direct this and then shoot this account off somewhere else? I think that's generally what happens, don't you?
1: Yes. I think advisors too. I mean, I, I've dealt with a, quite a few CPAs and financial advisors who are very smart people who tell their clients things like this is illegal or this is too complicated. you know. And it, it's really sad sometimes because I think people put a lot of value in what their CPA says or what their financial advisor says. And the fact that we have advisors out there telling clients, this is too complicated for you. You're not smart enough. Um, It's really, it's, it's sad to see that, that the normal person feels like just because I have to fill out some paperwork and maybe do a little bit more education that I shouldn't do these things. And and most of the cool stuff out there you you should get educated on
0: right especially like you said i mean crowdfunding these days has really opened the doors to significant amounts of things that are available we talk about a lot of them on on this show and the fact that the fact that this is available i mean this needs to get out there to people and i think the 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 powers that be are those that want to keep that money you know in mutual funds and get high fees and and make it so these people are only making 3% per year but you know i'm i'm uh, love what you're doing here now talk um talk about if you would you know what kinds of things that you can invest in through these vehicles? I mean, are there, we talked about, you know, there's really not a lot of difference be, between IRAs and 401ks necessarily. But what are, I mean, are, are there are certain things that you cannot invest
1: in? So, they, actually, the, the list of investments you can't invest in is very small and it has to do mainly with valuations. So, what the IRS says that the IRS basically says you can invest in anything except for these things, which are there's are certain types of collectible coins. Cars, alcohol, things like that. But if you look at the list and it's a very small list, most of them are collectibles. And it's because you can't establish a value and the IRS likes to tax value, right? So some of those collectible things it's very difficult to establish value. And that's the only reason you can't invest in those. Yeah. So the list is small and people don't even realize that that you can lend money out of your IRA as long as they're not a prohibited person which is usually somebody you're related to or a business partner you know there's 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 certain rules that that people should stay away from there's definitely rules in the black family members are definitely off limits but there's always rules in the gray as well that that people should just be more careful about making decisions like that because it doesn't look hands off I guess you could say that you didn't pay the right amount of taxes and and I think sometimes people make very careless decisions because it's allowed under the rules, but just because it's allowed doesn't always mean that you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so most of the time there's, there's investments that, like I said, people can lend money from their, their IRAs to third parties that they're not related to. Yeah. And most people don't even know that you can do that.
0: Sure. It just, uh, obviously it just ultimately needs to go through the custodian where, where Provident comes in.
1: Yes, you do need a licensed custodian to be able to do um, self-directed investing. So you have to use one of. Uh, I think there's you know ten or twelve of us out there, mainly four or five really large providers like us. But you have to use one of us in order to be able to do it.
0: Yeah. Now, in terms of, you know, what what's unique about Provident, Provident's one of the bigger players in life settlements. How did that happen?
1: You know, back in 2008, we just had a, a client group that had invested in this asset class. And, you know, as any good business owner, you nurture what is bringing you business, and then we we kind of became little mini experts in in life settlements. So we developed a name in being able to understand these assets, house these assets, and that's how we got involved in life settlements.
0: Right, right. And you you being a a tax attorney and CPA and all these things certainly probably helped you in terms of you know getting comfortable with a fairly complicated you know th- these are sort of things that you don't see every day, right.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, we definitely, when I first saw Life Settlement, I didn't know what it was. Right, <laughs> so, right. So even myself, I, I didn't know exactly what it was or, or what it did. You know, I had heard about had buying AIDS policies way back in the day. And then you know, now you learn that right. about Life Settlements much later on. Um, and that, you know, it, it, even still today, I, I still hear people say it has a bad stigma, but I've seen because I'm an intermediary, because I, I don't have, I didn't sell them the investment. I see the client, I see the investment, and then I see what happens. I, al- I also can see the good that comes out of it too, where you see a family that needed the money and was able to do what they needed to do. And I see clients that, that are able to you know do well on these things. And um, obviously with any investment, you always have to vet the product and make sure that you're working with good people who you know are transparent. But what I've seen in the life settlement world, um, I think it it has a bad stigma around it. But it's it's definitely an asset class that's really solid.
0: Yeah, I think you know from that perspective, I, I I'd really appreciate. It. I spent a, a fair amount of time talking to Teresa as a part of my due diligence in this asset class. So that's one of the reasons I really wanted to have her on the show because she she really knows what she's talking about. Let's talk a little bit more about Provident Trust in particular. And what makes you what do you think makes you different from other IRA custodians? Because there's a lot of IRA custodians out there.
1: So we're one of the only flat fee groups. We made a business decision a long time ago to to charge $395 a year and not per asset and not nickel and dime all of these fees to clients. And so we're one of the few groups out there that do a flat fee structure. Mm-hmm. And our clients, once they do the math, sometimes at first they see the annual fee of somebody else and it looks cheaper. But at the end of the day, all the nickel and diming, they end up paying double or triple the fees and they realize they should have just paid the flat fee but I think what makes us really stand apart is our customer service. And I know everybody says that, but we have something called Provident Pride. Our customer service has a definition here. And I, I think what you'll hear from our clients and our uh, agents that that work with us, the, the groups that refer business to us, they say we're a company with a heart, you know? So yeah. we work with the groups to make sure that their clients are taken care of. We try to treat them the way we would want to be treated. You do deal in my world, you do deal with groups that, that sometimes the asset doesn't pay off and how do you handle those clients? You know, do you send them all to collections or are you, are you kind to some of these people, especially this is a retirement and they may have lost everything. You know, we, we do make sure that we treat people well. And I think that that's why we've seen the growth that we've seen. Um, we're, we're probably one of the younger ones in the business. It'll be 10 years in January. And most of our larger, our three competitors ahead of us are all older than us by 10 years. Yet we give them a pretty good run for their money. And yeah. I really think that's because how my partners and I have chosen to do business.
0: How much are you managing as a custodian?
1: Uh, we just hit $5 billion.
0: Well, that's, so that's not bad. I mean, that's, that's, that's not a small company, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so good for you. Good for you. And you started Thank this you. from scratch, huh? Right. We did.
1: I mean, we, we, we did buy 3000 accounts and now we're uh, almost 30,000 accounts and 5 billion under custody. Yeah.
0: Just drilling down on that a little bit. So it's, I know there is actually a discount for Wealth Formula people. So if you want that discount, you need to go to wealthformula.com and click on the Provident Trust uh, icon and, on the website there and you will get a discount of a hundred dollars on the IRA. In uh, addition to that, um, you know, we have one person that we're going to send these, you know, send these leads to. So there will be some continuity. So I really do encourage you if you don't have an account yet, you really ought to, you know, what's funny is it just seems like there are people out there who, you know, most of their savings are in IRAs or 401ks and they think that um, because of that, you know, the the biggest sum of savings that they have is something that they can't access, right? And, and, and get involved with all these other things that they might like want to do in real estate, life and life settlements, et cetera, et cetera. And it's really great opportunity. So is there anything else that we ought to know? I mean, what's, is there anything else that you see people have misunderstandings about self-direction or anything else that you, that you think that, uh, that you'd like to, just tell our audience.
1: Well, I think the biggest misunderstanding is what our role is. And we do have clients that, that will call up and say, you know, you sold me the investment and we don't sell investments. So I always tell I always tell clients that, you know, when you're choosing to do investing, you need to make sure that you know all the parties that you're involved in, involved with and, and what all the fees are. And I, I always I the way I practice law and the way that I I have ran a company is You know, if you disclose everything to a client and you're on open and honest with them, then if something goes wrong, then they feel like they knew what could have gone wrong. I I do think that people need, at least people nowadays, with all the things that happened with Bernie Madoff so so long ago and all that stuff, I think people should continue to do their homework. And you still find some people, some of the investors who who just feel like they they don't have to do any of that, and then when something bad happens, they don't know. They don't even know who we are in the process. So I think yeah. that that's just a lack of education. So yeah. I, I believe in edu- Obviously, I have four degrees. I believe in education. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Well, listen, Teresa, this has been great. I, I want to thank you again for being on the show. Provident Trust Group, is it providenttrust.com? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Provident- trust
1: provident
0: trustprovident.com. Trustprovident.com. And again, we will have an icon uh, that will allow you to get a discount on the website. I want to thank you again for being on the show and uh, looking forward to having our members uh, open, open up accounts with you. Uh,
1: Thank you very much for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.
0: Self-storage is a necessary evil. It's where you keep your stuff and forget about it. No wonder the stuff is so profitable and recession resistant. The wealth formula community. Well, we've benefited from that. We've made lots of money in this space with Reliant Real Estate one of the largest self-storage companies in the country. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com. Now, I hope you enjoyed that show. I really like Provident Trust. I think it's a great company and I, I think it's a very good option for a self-directed IRA or solo 401k custodian. Now, if that's something you would like to explore, and I don't know why you wouldn't, frankly, make sure you click on, you go to wealthformula.com, go to the resources section. So not on the, not on the, homepage, go to the resources section and then click on the provident trust icon on the resource section of wealthformula.com and fill out the form so that you can get this whole wealth formula discount thing. So normally the IRA is $395 per year. You know, it's actually again. This is bare bones. There's not a lot of. There's not like significant fees outside. But my listeners get 295 dollars per year. You have to, you know, either mention Wealth Formula or you gotta, you got to click on that icon so I can. That's really the best thing to do because then I can forward your information directly to our contact over there who knows about this discount. Solo 401ks are 495 dollars. Anyway. Two hundred ninety-five dollars for a self-directed IRA. Two hundred ninety-five dollars per year is a really good deal with the quality company. So check that out. I have nothing to disclose. In other words, I'm not getting paid for that. It's just something that I, you know, I, I'm sending a lot of people to them, and and basically, Trish tried to get us a deal, this uh, Wealth Formula Nation. So anyway, I wish that more people knew about this option, you know, the self-directed retirement account. But unfortunately, you know what? It ain't going to happen because that's not what Wall Street wants and that's not what the banks want because, listen, Wall Street lives on commissions generated by literally the trillions of dollars of retirement income. In these tax-deferred accounts, you know, in these IRAs and and 401ks, do you think they want this this cat out of the bag? Absolutely not. As Teresa said, self-directed accounts, you know, for the most part, are tools predominantly used by the wealthy. But now you know that you don't have to be rich to self-direct your retirement funds. I should point out too, that I guarantee you, I mean, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people who don't <laughs> who don't listen to the likes of me, who make a ton of money. You know, they make a couple million bucks a year. They don't even know about this stuff. So, so now you're ahead of them. So your call to action this week is to simply look at your IRA and 401k if you're not self-directed yet and figure out what you've invested in. You know, figure out what you're invested in. Most people don't even know. It's terrible. A bunch of mutual funds, etc. I mean, don't you think you ought to know? So take that action for me. Do do me a favor. That's all I ask. And, and anyway, that's it for me this week on Wealth Formula Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. This is Buck Joffrey signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always... Consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time. Worried about saving too little too late for retirement?